Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. Hey everyone, uh, if you just joined us, uh, do say hello. Uh, hey Bri, uh, do drop your name in the comments as always so we can see who's here this afternoon on this uh, wonderful Tuesday. Uh, in February, can't believe it's February. Hey, Miko, great to see you on. George, I'm yeah, sure we'll be. No, no it's mate. February. Yeah. It's actually two days into February. Jeez, Dave, where you been? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm I'm still March 2020. I think I, I haven't st- I haven't counted time since March 2020. Oh <laughs> uh, no, great. Um, well, look, yeah, Laura, great, uh, hello, Laura. Oh, Laura, wow, you haven't been alive for a while. Sorry, I'm uh, yeah. just resetting the camera. Yeah, both we were at the same time then, actually. I think we both like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking. Right. Um, yeah, hey, everyone. Good to see uh, heaps of people on the live, as always. Heather, Paula, Andy, Paul, Sitar, Laura, Jim, Bob, Ian, Carrie. Oh, obviously, uh, some newbies. Mark, um, great to see everyone on. Um, Mark EV is always on here. He's on. Honestly, I'd, I'd love to see his, uh, his sort of reminders. Okay, Evertrek pops up. Here, here we go. Yeah. Mark, Mark I don't think you've actually missed the, uh, missed the live. Uh, but yeah, Shona, Shona's here. Bry, I know Bry, March 2020. I know you're enjoying it in Kathmandu, but uh, we'll one day, mate, get back there. Anyway, um, Dave, good to see you. What's uh, what's today all about, mate? Well, today we decided that we're getting uh, like one of the biggest questions that we get is sort of, yeah, is this good enough? <laughs> so what we thought we do is we do a little bit of a Tuesday tune in and talk about the levels of equipment that you need to be getting um, yeah. in for any of the sort of, whether it's Kilimanjaro, Everest Base Camp, Three Peaks, Island Peak, Mera Peak, Aconcagua, Mount Everest, the moon, you know, like what level of equipment <laughs> is actually <laughs> is good enough um, and what equipment you should be avoiding and also what's perhaps too good, you know, because yeah. there's, you know, a classic example is, you know, if you're going to buy a down jacket to go to Everest Base Camp, it doesn't need to cost 800 pounds and have super scientific filling in order to keep you like warm enough for the summit of Everest when you only go to base camp. So there are levels to this stuff. Um, yeah. And yeah, we wanted to kind of offer everyone a little bit of an insight. So when they go off and they buy their down jacket, their sleeping bag, their boots, their pants, their socks, they know exactly what sort of level they want to be kind of pitching at. And of nice. course, we'll talk about that for three minutes before we go on to <laughs> everything else. <laughs> no, that, bang on, Dave. Bang on. I mean, we've, we've had heaps of questions come through as always. Um, so cheers for sending those. So we'll, we'll, we'll tackle those uh, in about 10 minutes time. But yeah, as you, we always start off with uh, talking about a specific subject. And then, as always, there's, there's always questions that come in. But anyway, whilst we're on here, do uh, comment if you do have any questions um around anything you know like dave said there anything at all when it comes to equipment is it good enough for your trip drop it in and and you know we'll give you our, our sort of two pennies worth on, on what we think exactly um but yeah right dave where should we start then is it good enough um we... well kim lawley's asked a question so is the fleece good enough for the moon then um and i'm not entirely exactly. sure having not been there however i have seen apollo 13 and there was a moment in that movie where they would have loved a fleece yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They they were when they got freezing. But great question to start off. Uh, cheers, yeah. Kim. Uh, yeah. I, why not, mate? Why not? If um, as Dave said, instead of freezing your nuts off and you had a fleece, I'm sure it'd be it'd be better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when it comes to, it's always good enough. I think you know one thing, Dave, me and you have talked about is 
whenever you're looking at, at, at what sort of gear you can you, sometimes you can go too deep you can go yeah. too into the detail where most of the time you know good is good enough essentially i mean like i said like uh, i'm using the moon as an example but we're not going to the moon <laughs> we're going to everest base camp or kilimanjaro or machu picchu or tukal obviously there's um you know you, you don't want to turn up in the shorts and t-shirt essentially yeah. but you know you you, you don't need to go into the deep deep sort of detail of what it is if it keeps you warm and it's good enough then it's good enough yeah um you know I, when i first time i went to base camp you know and uh, before ever trek um was was an entity what it is now um i gotta be honest my i had this old backpack which uh, was a burghouse backpack um no back supports uh, well, i think it was about 20 liters <clears throat> excuse me but it it did did the job they were, I, I think I remember having some, so I'm just thinking back now to some cheap trousers, a couple of fleece uh, that weren't probably the fleeces I'd probably wear now. But yeah. you know what? I <clears throat> I got through it and, I, and it did the job. That being said, you know, we obviously say it about going deep, but, you know, it's good to know what is good enough, um, which is why we're here today. So, yeah, Dave, where, where should we start with regards to, should we start with, with <clears throat> down jackets? Fleeces, I think, yeah, two of the big ticket items yeah. and probably the two that I get asked the most questions about are down jackets and sleeping bags. Yeah. Um, because there's a tendency when we think about those things to think that of the extremes, you know, like, so yeah. I, I definitely want to be warm enough, but also you've got to kind of like having a little bit of knowledge will help, will greatly inform your decision on what you buy. Because if you go into EBC, you're not necessarily going to need something that's going to be suitable for like, you know, trekking in the Arctic, for instance, you know, like yeah. when you and in reality, when you go to EBC, you'll probably only wear your down jacket during the day on about two, maybe three days. Yeah, not very often, right? Yeah. Of the 11 day trip. The only other time I've worn it. Um, in fact, I've, I've gone on an EBC trip in September. Now, believe it or not, where I didn't wear my down jacket for the entire time wasn't needed there's a picture of me and uh, the great bald yeti john at base camp just in like a long sleeve t-shirt you know um so depending on what time of year you go but generally speaking in our seasons it ca it will go below zero at night you know take yeah. that as a given but you're not going to be out and about in sort of minus 25 <laughs> you know so um there's no need to like to. <laughs> yeah exactly <clears throat> so i when i'm usually thinking about say a down jacket if we start there yeah. Immediately, I think, okay, well, you know, if it's good enough for a UK winter, it's already pretty much good enough for EBC. The only time I would start thinking, of, the only thing I think differently about is I won't take like a, a, a jacket that's designed to be a light jacket, you know, because they do light down jackets and heavy down jackets. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like a light down jacket, I would probably not bring because it might be warm enough, but there's a chance it won't be. Where a heavy down jacket sort of 700 fill you already know that it's definitely going to be warm enough if anything it's going to be too warm which is a problem that's easier to deal with than sort of you know too cold so a classic example i think is the the jacket i use at the moment which is the mountain equipment light line yeah it sort of strikes a good balance <clears throat> it's huge you can't wear it casually it's mental like you know it's like, it's like yeah, <laughs> you can't wear it in the spring no, you can't wear it in the spring. No, yeah. but I've used it on EBC and I've used it to the summit of Killy. Um, and it was, it was everything I needed, you know, and that yeah. cost around, I think I paid around 220 pounds for it, you know, so not definitely a mid range, not like the high range. Yeah. Yeah. Nice day. Right. 
And I think you're, you're right there. There's, there's obviously different levels of, of equipment. And essentially, as Dave said, <clears throat> if, you, if you're planning for four seasons, which we do for all of our trips, and if you stick to that rule, you won't go far wrong. But a lot of the equipment you're already using, uh, especially if you're, you're hiking in winter, I've seen a lot of you uh, over in the Facebook group out in the snow the last couple of weeks. Some of you have ever checked jackets. Great to see them on, um, yeah. as always. Um, and, and, you know, lots of the gear you've already got, it's going to be fine for, for the trip. Um, you know, so, yeah, don't go. I mean, I say we're not we're not gear snobs. You know, it doesn't have to be expensive to be to be decent, you know, but there are certain gear. Like they said, there, you know, got down jackets, you got sleeping bags, you know, the core sort of essentials, if you like. But you yeah. might not use it for the whole trip. You know, you might go, you know, sort of two or three days and use it and then you and you haven't. So you think, geez, I spent all that time preparing to get that down jacket. Well, you could have just got an Evertrek one. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and that being said, whilst we're on here um, and we're talking about jackets, I do want to sort of push out one last time because we'll be um, basically getting the, the next batch created um, and put together in the next couple of weeks. So if you do want to, to grab yourself one of the down jackets in support of our Nepalese guides uh, and the team over there, um, you know, which is that's a fantastic response in terms of the money that's gone over. Um, I don't know if you saw some pictures on social, put yeah. it on email. And it was, um, you know, really, you know, thanks a million if, if you bought one of those jackets. Um, but yeah, if Lauren, Lauren is on the, the comments, if you can drop that link in, if anyone wants to grab one of those, uh, do go, uh, do grab a jacket, it's a hundred quid. Um, and they're lovely and shiny and they're lovely and warm. And um, yeah, they're, whilst we're talking about jackets they're not like the high-end technical jackets but they're good enough for your Everest Base Camp yeah. trip Kilimanjaro Summit um, you know for Machu Picchu or Tupacal obviously there's jackets that are far more uh, technical capabilities yeah. because of the nature of what we're doing these for you know they're they're from Nepal um, you know we try to ethically source them uh, you know but they're not as, as say you know I've got like like Dave mentioned there the uh, the Lightline jacket you wear um it, that's i would say more technical jacket if you want to spend that money but if you want them for 100 quid and obviously support our guys um yeah the link is on there uh, lauren is on it as always awesome um, yeah i mean one of the yeah. other things that I, I always say when it comes down to equipment as well is yeah I, like although i'll be honest i am a bit of a gear snob but i, I try <laughs> not to be you know like yeah, yeah. i like to, i like to get like the the new thing and try it out and stuff like that but actually you know, based on a lot of the treks that I've done and a lot of the people that I've trekked with, you don't need to spend like a lot of money on, say, I've seen people in like 50 pound base layers and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Now, whilst I'm sure they're incredibly good, they're probably not going to be used to their full potential on like an EDC or a Kilimanjaro trip. So you don't need to spend a huge amount. And I find that your comfort level, like it never really comes down to like one item, you know. So the sleeping bag, is it warm enough or isn't it? It never really, for me, never comes down to like, you know, I'm not sleeping, you know, just in my sleeping bag. You know, I've got some clothes on. I've got other items as well that I can layer, which brings us on to layering, which is probably really important. And I actually went, I think the first time I went to EBC, I got most of my base layers from Aldi, you know. Yeah. And some of the guys the, the same. I think it was Bry mentioning you got some stuff from Aldi. I mean, they do the job, right? Yeah. They, I mean, they don't last as long, to be fair. Yeah, And I found that some of the, the sweat wicking, so I run quite hot, right? So in the hot weather, so, you know, on your way up to Namshi on a hot day, then I'll need like a really light base layer that's really good at like wicking. Um, but mm. the ones that I bought from Aldi were, were perfectly good. I'll be honest with you, they, weren't, they didn't last as long. I don't yeah. still own them where I own base layers, you know, for years. <laughs> yeah. 
but um but certainly like your fleece and stuff like that so like i've never really spent like huge money on a fleece or anything like this is a converse one and i've seen people trekking in converse fleeces you know on the mountain and stuff yeah and i know a lot of people you get um like there's like regatta peter storm you know those types of things and um a friend of mine who actually we went with in october got three fleeces for a tenner <laughs> like from go outdoors wore them to base camp and it was quite a cold one um, last october and he was perfectly happy with it um so you know that that you know you don't what i'm trying to get across is you don't have to spend like a huge amount of money on every little piece of kit that you have i would rather yeah. dedicate a, you know large sums of money to some key items perhaps maybe like a waterproof jacket um a waterproof jacket is something that i encourage anyone to spend as much money as they possibly can on because there does tend to be a correlation between the more you spend the better they perform you know yeah that certainly when it comes to waterproofs isn't it i think um i think it was marky boy um uh, mark van rossum asked about how about waterproof jackets any recommendations yeah there's a, there's a few i would say classics um burghaus seem to do um great jackets you've got burghaus extreme range now they're not cheap. You're talking three hundred pound plus. I've got the Extreme eight thousand, which I bought probably about three years ago. It's lasted since. That being said, I've got the um, the Rab. Uh, is it the Rab Firewall, Dave? We both have, and and, and all the yeah. Evertrek team have, um, and that does the job. You know, during um, you know when it's wet in Wales, and if it does the job here in Wales when it rains a lot, it'll be fine when you're out on Killy, uh, Machu yeah. Picchu. Even an Everest base camp, sometimes it can rain uh, on the you know lower down on the first couple of days. Exactly, um, yeah. So yeah, they, you know, they, there's there's heaps of options. I think the um, is it the the Lotsi jacket is is probably I'd say a one Burgos, of the Burgos Lotsi. Yeah, it's a good jacket. Uh, no, no, it's, I think it's called the Mountain Equipment. Oh, it's the yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I think John was going to buy that one. He had a Mountain Equipment jacket. Um, it might be the Lotsi, but yeah, I've also got like that's the Montane. So anything that's uh, Gore-Tex Pro is generally going to cost a little bit extra money, but going to be more yeah. not only more waterproof but more breathable, which is for me like crucially important you know I, I have to have a jacket that i has got vents and breathability and yeah. sweat wicking just because you know quite often when it's raining it's it, it counterintuitively it's not cold you know for instance on kilimanjaro um it rains sort of most evenings because it's, it's in yeah. its own little bubble of microclimate and when it does rain though it's, it's, it's generally not cold it's still quite warm especially in the lower altitudes so yeah. um yeah that was really good i think you know, you can go mad with it. I've seen some Architerics jackets, which are like six hundred pounds. You know, which, which I would love to buy, but I just I can't. I'm not there yet. I can't <laughs> bring myself to spend that much money on a jacket when yeah. the other jackets, like the the Firewall, which is around two hundred pounds, works brilliantly. Yeah, that's um, yeah, really really good. And I think one of the other things as well is like waterproof trousers as well. Generally, anything any outer layer needs to be more durable. So spending your yeah. money on it um tends to be like well invested i think you know with base layers and stuff depending on you know your personal circumstances and you know how you feel like whether you went hot or cold you, you can kind of generally get good is good enough you know yeah yeah definitely mate definitely um yeah i'm just going through some of the questions dave i know we've had some come in on the on the email um so i'm going to tackle a couple of those we had off lisa is a rab cirrus jacket good enough for killy um, now, someone's asked that a few weeks back, actually. I think it was before Christmas, someone mentioned about the Rab Cirrus. And I did a little bit of a research. I think it's it's what we call, I would say, a kind of mid-range down jacket. So yeah. you're like similar to a Rab Microloy Alpine jacket. So it will keep you warm, but you, you've got to have a layer underneath. 
because it's not too thick. I think um, I remember a uh, day we trekked with Tom, a good friend of ours, to, to Everest Base Camp in April 2019, and he had the Microlite Alpine jacket. It did the job, but he did say afterwards that he would have preferred something a bit warmer. And I think the Cirrus is of the same type of jacket. Yeah. So to be honest, on Killy, you could probably get away with it. You know, you might have to wear maybe an extra layer. Um, either, you know, some people do this. They put their waterproof over the down jacket just to get that extra layer as well as a fleece, as well as a, a base layer. Um, yeah. you know, it does get cold on Killy, especially on summit night, you know, in the dark, in the wind. Uh, you're in there for several hours. So having a decent down jacket makes a difference. But, yeah, you, you could probably get away with it, I would say, Lisa. But it, it maybe get something a little bit thicker if, if you've got the budget, if you've got the option, and if you if you've got the inclination to, but you can yeah. get away with a Rab Cirrus, um, you know, like I said, with that. Yeah, I would probably be quite comfortable. Yeah, like Andy said, I mean, I think yeah, if you go into the summit of Kilimanjaro, when mm. we went in February, it was really cold. So I I I think maybe yeah, like Andy said, if you if that's the jacket for you, and make sure you prepare to sort of layer up with it, you know, just to just to add that extra insulation. Sometimes just having like a like I've got a down jacket sort of gilet or well, I used to call them body warmers as a kid. Um, and that makes a big difference, you know, having that like even under a rain jacket, if it is really yeah. cold, makes a big difference and keeps your core, um, you know, nice and warm. So yeah, that's really, really good. Um, yeah, nice. What's the next one? So Danny Mitchell. Yeah. So Danny's booked on to Killy um, in 2022. I've heard that you can hire sleeping bags from yourselves. That would mean you don't have to carry the own sleeping bag. That's correct. Well, actually, you don't have. Well, I mean, you only have to carry it to Tanzania. Then we have like a team of porters and things like that that carry the uh, the main bulk of your stuff. Um, yeah. uh, that's a, is a mountain hardway Lombarda minus fifteen bag. Um, how good are the sleeping bags that you provide? So basically, I think that the sleeping bags that we provide are designed to keep you warm at the top of Kili. So they are at that yeah. sort of level, you know, sort of minus ten, minus fifteen comfort level. So, um, you know, if you do borrow one of our bags, you're not going to be, you know, needing anything more. What the only thing I do say is obviously they're, they're, they're in good working condition, but they're not brand new. So we keep them as clean as we possibly can. But if you do want to add like an extra layer, maybe you can get like a, um, uh, a, a liner to go inside the bag. That way, technically, you're inside something that's brand new. And it also yeah. will add that extra bit of warmth as well. Um, nice. Uh, is that from Danny, is it? I, I'll tell you about this after the live. Uh, but uh, let's have a little look. What else we got? Um, I think you're reading last week's questions, Dave. Um, but it's always good to sort of answer them twice. Am I um, reading last week's questions? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking then, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? It's, yeah, I've got the questions here. But um, it was like, Danny, that question was so good. I thought I'd answer it twice. Um <laughs> Well done, mate. I like that. Well done. Um, right. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I got to okay. scroll okay. to the right one. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm with it. I'm with it. Okay. Far away. And Ramona's asked the question. Yes. <laughs> Ramona. Of course she has. Actually, um, Abby um, is uh, next on the list. Um, I'll read it out. I have a pair of thermal socks, which are so thick, only wear them as slippers around the house. Never climbed in sub-zero temperatures. Is it better to climb with as much padding around the toes as you can fit or standard merino hiking socks enough? Um, have you been mad enough to put foil in your shoes? I haven't done that actually but you know what i'll try everything i'll give everything a try once but um yeah when it comes to that <laughs> foil um yeah when it comes to socks uh good question in terms of what's good enough for, for socks again you know if they are i mean merino wool firstly are, are great i mean i've got loads of 
Merino wool, I know they're popular. I mean, a lot of people in the group here will be using Merino wool socks when you're trekking or hiking, especially in cold conditions. So yeah. if you, you know, you've got the budget and get some, because they can be quite pricey, even you know, sometimes 20 quid just for one pair. Whereas you can get, um, some people do this, they kind of wear two pairs of socks at the same time, so two layers. So it kind of rubs together on the sock instead of rubbing against the, the, the base of the boot. And that does also keep it a little bit warm. You don't want to get too warm because if you get sweaty, that's not good on long distance walking because, you know, like that's where blisters form and the hot spots. Yeah. So do watch that. But look, if um, if you've never climbed in or, or trekked in sub-zero temperatures, um, maybe give it a try. I mean, you, you probably get away with it. Maybe something off the top of my head now. If, if you were, while you're trekking, um, try it. Try one day with one pair, maybe carry one in your backpack. If it's not warm enough, chuck the other pair on and then yeah. see how you get on. I think sometimes, you know, it's you've got to you've got to find your own way um, with that. I think for us, I, I'd be sticking to one pair of really good merino wool socks. I think that's good enough on a, on the kind of trips we do. If you're maybe climbing Aconcagua or climbing Tupcal in winter, um, you know, you want to get those. You want to get some thicker socks that will, uh, you know, because you're going to be wearing crampons in the snow. Yeah, um, that's going to be quite cold. So you want decent socks for that. Yeah, um, I, I, I only wear the merino wool now. Yeah, you know? you're like, you're a, you shout about merino wool all the time, don't you? Yeah, only because it, 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 changed, it changed, changed everything, you know? One, uh, one yeah. question we did have, which actually came in on the comments was, um, okay. I've got to try and find out who asked it now, but it was a, it was a question about trousers. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so what trousers would we recommend? I can't find the person who asked it, so maybe, Andy, if you can have it, but there's a lot of love here for the Craghopper Kiwi. I think they're great trousers. Um, I, I, I think it was Carrie. Uh, what? Yeah, probably Carrie. Yeah, yeah, it was Carrie. So yeah, I think the the I learned, so mainly I think I got Montaigne's um, because they're quite lightweight. But yeah. what I like is um, anything that says stretch in it. You know, so when you're moving around and you know climbing or doing stuff like that, that they're really comfortable and they don't get tight around the leg or back of the knee. So I think yeah. the Crag Craghoppers Kiwi Pro Stretch are really good. Montaigne Terra Stretch are really good. I've got yeah. a couple of pair of rab trousers, although they, they're pretty expensive. One pair that I'm thinking about getting, and I'm thinking of getting some more kit, is by a, a company called Paramo. Um, yeah. Yeah, Paramo are really good. They're, they're like a soft shell sort of material as opposed to that Gore-Tex yeah. um, shell. So one thing it is, they're quieter. So when you've got your hood up, you know, it's not like rustling in your ear, but also the waterproof. I, I'm hearing like amazing things about it. And also trousers, which are, apparently like waterproof but they're not over trousers you just put them on and wear them all day every day and they're fine yeah um so yeah check out montane rab kiwi uh, uh crag office kiwi and then also uh paramo but i think you will pay a little bit more for paramo but it's money well spent i believe um yes. my dad's a big fan yeah he is um i'll go through um yeah like you mentioned earlier about ramona um or mona um great to see you on the live mate uh whilst writing um Forgot my use for doing that, but I think you're writing a report, aren't you? As you're listening, um, old houses, you, mate. old houses, old no, houses, yeah. yeah, old houses, yeah. Um, you mentioned you bought some bamboo socks, and you're asking about sort of waterproofness. Um, you know, they are in the drawer, but any any ideas around bamboo socks? Are they really waterproof? I think, yeah, I, I've heard good things about them. I think, um, in terms of abrasion, there. So, in terms of rubbing against another another material, your skin against the boot, I think they're really good um i've not used them myself just from what i've i've seen what i've read um but they're really comfortable to wear 
um, you know, very similar. There's like those uh, bamboo sort of underwear you can get now that's really good for, for sort of chafing. There's yeah. chafing, which is, is great. And I'm really happy with that because I suffer with chafing. Um, but yeah, with the socks, I mean, from a waterproof perspective, depends on the boot. You know, if your, feet, if your foot's going to get wet and, you know, it, it's going to get wet, uh, you know, it's especially on on a multi-day trip, if it's raining a lot, um, you know, it's, it's all about the boot, I would say, rather than the sock. I'd focus on getting a decent pair of waterproof or decent boots that kind of, you know, are good from a waterproof perspective rather than those type of socks because I think they might yeah. rub a little bit. But, yeah, when it comes to bamboo socks, uh, Mona, I, I think you won't go far wrong. Yeah, awesome. So, Joel, uh, Jordi Yeti, I'm not going to do, do the accent anymore. I can't do it any good justice. Um, but obviously, temps can change on the trip. But what is a typical day wear? So base layer, fleece, possibly shorts if the weather's good, if it's cold. Uh, he's a snowboarder and only goes to the Alps, etc. So winter is when it's freezing. Yeah. Okay. So basically, if you look, you're booked on EBC. So to be honest, a typical day is probably just like boots, trekking trousers and a base layer, um, either a T-shirt or long sleeve base layer. I tend to only wear long sleeve and then just roll the sleeves up. Because yeah. um, sometimes if the sun's beating down on you, I want to I want to keep covered up, um, and it's probably that way up until around Namchi, maybe even Tengboche. It can be quite warm during the day, so I've got sunburned on my way up to Namchi because I didn't look after the back of my neck, um, and then from about Tengboche onwards, so Tengboche, Dingboche, Lobuche, and EBC, um, I'm probably thinking more along the lines of wearing a base layer with like a either my Gore-Tex jacket as a wind stopper. Um, or like a fleece or something like that, or like a mid-layer. So I've got this Rab mid-layer fleece, the, um, I can't remember the name of it, AL, AL pull-on, I think it's called, the hooded yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah, so um, they tend to be, on, yeah. I mean, that's it. So day to day, you can travel pretty light. Only from about Lobouche onwards, might you be thinking about putting your down jacket in your bag. Um, but every day, no matter where I am, I always have in my bag a pair of waterproof throw-on trousers that are rolled up, a waterproof Gore-Tex jacket because both of those things are squeeze small and they're light. Sunscreen, hat, gloves, neck buff, water, snacks, that type of thing, all in my rucksack. Yeah. So at any oh. one time, you know, and also maybe like a like a lightweight fleece or something just to throw on um, when you stop for lunch and things like that. But actually day to day, so the first half of the trip, lower altitude, you're going to be dressing light, certainly shorts if you want, you know, it's up to you. Um, the one thing I do say is that, and I know you haven't directly asked this question, but footwear, uh, no matter yeah. from day one to day end, I always wear my boots when I'm walking, um, largely because they offer that a bit of extra ankle support. You will see people in like trail shoes and stuff like that. But personally, I just, yeah, I'm not going to risk going over on my ankle. Like when you go up the mountain over here, I'm the same. I just wear my boots and that's it. And then when I finish yeah. the day, whack on some sliders or something and relax. But uh, yeah, always boots. Nice. Nice, Dave. Um, yeah, going through the questions, uh, Diane, great to see you on here again, Diane. I'll bring your question in um, because you mentioned about for Killy, uh, you've got a, a vegan sleeping bag, uh, minus 10, extreme of minus 30. I'd say, yeah, the extreme I never really listened to just because that's, that's pushing it <laughs> when it comes to these kind of bags. But minus 10, if that's comfort, that's pretty good, actually. Um, and yeah, what's keep warm? 100%. Like, I've, like with the 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 one I've used on Killy, uh, which is the Rab, uh, I said 700 sleeping bag, a good sleeping bag. And I'd say it's, it's around the same comfort temperature of minus 10. Be very surprised if it goes below that because you're, you're not going to be sleeping um, other than a sort of Killy base camp, if you like. 
Um, you're not, you know, you're going to be sleeping at the top. So it's, you know, once you're up there in the cold conditions, you're going to be fine, um, you know, in the other camps. Yeah. So, yeah, with regards to that, I'd say minus 10 is great. If, if you are cold uh, and it can happen, yeah, chuck your clothing on. Um, we, we've done that before. Sometimes we've slept in our down jackets just because, you know, it's just an extra bit of comfort. Yeah. Especially, say, in Gorak Shep uh, on the Everest Base Camp track where it can be really cold in the nights. And especially if it's windy, you can, it doesn't matter what you wear, you can feel the wind in your kidneys, you know, yeah. get that deep. So hundred uh, percent. Yeah. With, with regards to wearing uh, what you need to keep warm. Um, sometimes, you know, people can just wear pants and, and sleep in the, in a sleeping bag. As you get higher, you'll feel yourself put a t-shirt on, trousers on. And by the end, yeah, maybe you'll get the down jacket on, but yeah. all, all part of the journey, Diane. But I hope that's uh, the question. Weirdly, my mother has raised a comment saying, um, I saw a Paramo, on there. Yeah, Paramo Extras and Paramo Seconds are both on eBay, so you can buy sort of like maybe there's a stitch missing or a mark on it or something. Oh. I suspect that's been fed to her from the old man. Um, I'm not even 100%. Well done, Kareem. <laughs> I, think my, I, think, I think my mum has wrote Paramo, but I, I can't imagine she had any idea what that was. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Um, right, let's have a look. Just going through them. Uh, Mark, uh, Dave asked an interesting question. Dave Rimington. Hey, Dave, uh, nice to see you on the live. Do you do posters of the Everest Base Camp route? Yes. Interesting question. We don't actually. Um, I mean, we've, as always, we're trying to, you know, introduce all new things if, if, if they're great. And yeah, when it comes to the route, um, I could certainly see a bit of, bit, bit of value in that. Dave, what, what do you think? I mean, about getting some posters together. I mean, yeah, I think they'd be pretty cool. I, I mean, mean uh, we in the ball, but. Yeah, I think um, it's a it, you know the, the image of the route is like a is pretty much like a classic one, but we could get we could yeah. get some posters made. Um, I mean, it, I'll be honest, we're, we're kind of backed up with all the stuff that we have to get made. Like we have so much stuff that we've got to do. But um, yeah, I definitely think it's an idea. I'd like I'd like a poster. I'll put it on the wall. One thing I should do uh, actually, when I remember my wall, is mention that Leah actually sent us a little care package. Um, and one of the things that she sent us is now living on the wall. You will see the, yes, this is difficult, the koala. So you're there, you're there, mate. So, so it's, now, it's now joined the wall with Betty the Yeti and um, a little, uh, I think that's a that's a sloth with a pineapple on his head. I haven't named him yet. Um, but yeah. Any random thing that you've got? Yeah, any name, well, that was a gift off, uh, off Fee, the Bimbling Yeti, but I think any name suggestions for the koala and the uh, pineapple-headed sloth, um, then please, please, you know, <laughs> chip them in. Email yeah, us. Throw, uh, them in, throw them into the comments. Yeah, throw them into the comments, and we'll, we'll, we'll have a gander. Um, let's have a quick look now. So we have some more questions here. Yeah. So uh, Marky V. Marky V has said, uh, how about waterproof jackets? Any recommendations? I think we've kind of covered it off, but I think um, that one, yeah. Yeah, anything Gore-Tex, Gore-Tex Pro is going to be really good um paramo as well um check those guys out because they're, they're also really really good yeah um let's have a look so ken o'leary once it's safe to do i want to pop down for you guys to have a checklist of my gear if possible bring your gear down and let me go through it that is like a, that's a great afternoon for me that's like, <laughs> that's, like an, that's like an afternoon off so yeah as soon as it's safe to yeah more than welcome come down to uh evertrack hq and uh I'll get you a coffee and then you can kind of busy yourself while I just kind of tear through the bag and have a look. That'd be great. Yeah, definitely. No, we're always great. I mean, at the moment, when, as always, uh, not allowed anyone. But yeah, essentially, you know, when it opens up, yeah, more than welcome. If, if you live local, come come down. 
um, to Evertrex Towers. Love to love to have you with us. If not, and you, you can't, um, and this goes out to anyone, if you if you come on on one of our training weekends when we are allowed to run them, we can't wait to do that. Um, we do a whole sort of section around equipment. Um, so we, we always say, bring your equipment and we'll all go through it together. So yeah, if you, if you can't get to the office, because um, obviously I appreciate, you know, we got customers all over the UK, some customers in the States, you know, Australia, all over the world. It's a bit hard to come to the office all the time. But if you do want to join one of our training weekends, if you're in the UK, uh, bring your gear and we can, we can obviously um, uh, go through your gear with you. Um, but yeah, great stuff. Just going through uh, Dave Town asked um mentions about campbell irving is island peak class as a trekking peak um yes it is so with with island peak and mera peak they're, they're classed as, as trekking peaks in nepal um even though you know there's always a split opinion really on whether they should be called trekking peaks because there's a little bit of climbing involved you can't get away from that um you know you are you, you're on crampons uh you're on fixed ropes and you know there is a section on island peak it's about 100 meters that got the, the degree of slope but it's it's still essentially climbing um you know with uh, crampons and ice axe uh, to support you um so yeah it, it is but as, as far as insurance is, is concerned trekking peak so if they ask you for a specific height um i think it's six one eight six meters is island peak so yeah, <laughs> yeah. um do uh, mention that and i hope that answers your question dave i uh, just want to dive in mate that we've got some yep. uh, i think leah's gone full australian on us Okay. Um, but you know, because oh, all right, you, you do it better than me. Uh, but also, yeah, we've got some awesome names here. So Gula, meaning no water, um, which is the uh, the First Nation language for koala. Uh, Cornelius oh. the sloth is definitely a high contender. Um, Kevin the koala, uh, sloth plus co plus koala equals pina koala. Um, pina koala is is pretty epic. Um, I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Colleen. so uh, yeah, these these are brilliant. These are brilliant. Um, Kevo has got to be good. Kevo is always a good one because I so many Kevos in uh, Australia, right? Yeah, yeah. I think Leah's gone full Australian on us. You know, she's. I think she's been holding back on it up until now. Um, <laughs> any uh, Joel Palmer? Any suggestions for waterproof yeah. trousers that flex and breathe? Straight off the top of my head, I'm thinking Paramo, um, yeah. because they 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 do make technical waterproof trousers. They're not technically over trousers, so you don't pull them on over what you're already wearing. They, they are themselves waterproof. Yeah. Um, and but the nature of their stuff is that it's soft, soft shell, flexible. And um, yeah, if you want a pair of sort of over trousers that are flexible, generally I've just gone by getting them like quite big, you know. So I've bought some like XL Berghaus uh, over trousers and generally they're, they're quite baggy. So even moving around and stuff like that, they don't cause much restriction. And that's just the ones that I borrowed because I actually went to Kilimanjaro and forgot my waterproof trousers. Had to borrow had some lovely tight ones, didn't you, Dave? Had to borrow some from my guide. <laughs> now, I am not as fit as an African mountain guide. Yeah. I am not as thin as an African mountain guide. So putting these trousers on was intense. And <laughs> like, you know, like I couldn't sneeze. If I dropped something on the floor, I had to kind of ask someone to get it for me. I couldn't do any yeah. extreme movements <laughs> for risk of busting his trousers. But yeah, that well, they kept you dry, Dave. Hey, that's the important thing. I, I mean, I was dry. I was dry. Um, yeah. My voice, uh, you know, got went up a couple of pitches. <laughs> you know. Brilliant. Um, right, just going through the questions. Deidre um, mentions one that I think we might have covered last week, but, you know, we'll answer it again. Um, hey, nice to see you on the live, Deidre. Uh, do you have to get a vaccine for yellow fever? um is it most to get all yeah i presume just asking around yellow fever so with yellow fever 
if you go into Tanzania, for instance, um, you only have to get it if you're coming from an area that has yellow fever. So generally, if you're coming from the UK, you don't need it unless there are some countries, if you're landing, that will require you to have it. Um, and you've got to have like a little what they call uh, like a vaccination passport, which maybe just going back to COVID that we might have all have to have in the future. We'll obviously keep you informed if we hear any, anything on that. Um, but when it comes to yellow fever, yes, uh, you would sometimes as well. Um, they do ask for, uh, like, for instance, when you come into the, the border in Tanzania, um, almost for one, Dave, what is it? is it? Is it something that you come from a, a yellow fever exempt country? Is yeah, that right? exactly. So, yeah. If you go to the travel clinic. So when I was last yeah. there, I, was, I asked them about yellow fever. Yeah. And they said, obviously, like Andy, if you're traveling from via a country that doesn't have it, you're exempt. But yeah. you may get stopped at the, um, at the yeah. border. So the customs people might ask for it. And if they're not as informed, they might sort of, you know, ask you for proof. You can get a certificate just to say that you're, you're exempt from um, needing one because you've come from a country and via a country that doesn't have yellow fever. So, yeah, just in case you get, you know, um, yeah. trapped in bureaucracy at the border control. Um, I was just, yeah, I, nice. just saw a, I just saw a cut. The next question in the list is from John. Who said, okay. Hey, the thousand mile socks. I nearly bought them as they're cheap, but in the end, I had a twenty pair of Burgess Merinos. John, I am not okay. going to talk to you about socks again. Like <laughs> literally, I've had this with John. The the argument, like Burghaus or his brashes. He used to go on about these brashes that he had. And, yeah. um I, I I don't. I try. I think I borrowed a pair of brashes from him. It was like they were made of like glass and sandpaper. Um, so, Whoa. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, John is, uh, is is a great bald yeti and he's friends with Dave, which is why, uh, <laughs> uh, just in case uh, you're wondering how, how Dave knows John so well, um, yeah. but John also uh, is one of our guides on our training weekends. So if yeah. you do uh, come on our training weekends, you might even get to meet him. Uh, yeah, he's an exactly. awesome bloke and uh, has done Everest Space Camp twice now with us. Yeah, um, he's awesome. Like if you get lost on the mountain um, and you, you can just look for the shine. <laughs> of John <laughs> the great ball, the Eddie himself. Jeez. Um, here we go. Right, let's have a look. What are the uh, Jerome? Nice to see Jerome. Nice to see you on, mate. Um, I, I I know you missed a couple of the lives, haven't you? But good to see you back on. Uh, what do the Yetis recommend for ankle socks or calf length? You know what? I prefer the calf ones. I, I like them a bit longer. Um, stops the rubbing on the ankles sometimes if you if you've got a certain type of boot. Uh, if you like, you know, nice little strong connection on the boot there. Um. But again, you know, it comes down to personal preference, Jerome. I mean, you know, what I, I'd, I'd sort of ask, what are you using now when you go walking? What did you use when Achilles? Um, you know, because sometimes you can uh, sort of overthink it a little bit. And I think if if it whatever is you're using now, whatever you're using now, if it's working, um, stick to that, mate. Um, yeah. Personally, calf length. I don't know about you, Dave. What you would go with? Um, as long as they're as long as they're higher than my boot. You know, that, yeah, that's, that's yeah. all I tend to worry about. I might not go calf length because it drives me mad, like I'm like my mid calf, but as long as they're higher than my boot, you know, so I want my yeah. ankle and everything like up to my boot to be sort of um, protected just against any potential rubbing issues, you know, having the, having the sock there helps. Actually, the, um, the, uh, what's our boot sand? Why has it gone to my mind? I can't believe you've forgotten about the Mandel Boutans. They've got like a memory foam upper around the top. Yeah, um, yeah. So actually, they, they don't rub at all, but um, I yeah. still would like uh, a, something to go over there. Sean Ratcliffe, nice little dig there, mate. Uh, one for Dave if he likes answering old questions. Huh. 
yeah i've even had a message from lauren like reminding me where to start from you know uh, <laughs> that's all right so he can't remember if he's asked this question a few weeks ago to be honest i can't remember yeah. if i answered it a, a minute ago so uh but for a mid-layer fleece yeah um, you bought a new rab capacitor fleece it's described as a modern take on the 200 weight fleece but it feels quite thin do you think it will be good enough for ebc at the end of september um capacity. i actually I, i'm pr- capacitator capacitor it just, sorry just brings you back to back to the future that's what oh, yeah, 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 no, no. they do have a they do have a something called the flux as well there we go maybe you know there's, there's a bit of a link there clearly yeah, that's what they've done yeah um actually i think if the I think I might own one or my AL might be equivalent to it. To be yeah. honest, I think it's really good mid-layer. Um, I've personally found it to be, it's not the warmest, yeah. you know, so it's not like a thick fleece, but that's perfect for me because like a base layer, that um, fleece with the hooded area and then like an outer layer is usually, you know, it's got to be pretty extremely cold for that not to be enough for me personally. So yeah. I think that's a really good fleece. And if it is the equivalent to a 200 weight, then it should be really warm um yeah but yeah, I, yeah but uh, as always you know don't just rely on like one thing make sure that you know your your base layers you know we're going to be either if it's a cold day you've got a warmer base layer on and you've got yeah. some extra um outer layer as well like for added warmth and protection so yeah but uh, otherwise i think there's a really good place nice uh sean uh, again um i thought it'd, uh, yeah great having loads of questions today awesome mate bring it on um, you talked about trousers going for the Montane Terra missions, which I guess would be fine. Yeah, I, you know, I've got a pair of them. Um, brilliant. I, I, I've worn them, uh, you know, wet, <coughs> warm weather. Uh, Kumbu Kofte? Um, let, let's hope so. Yeah, the Montane Terra are good. You, you, you won't go far wrong from them, Sean. Um, so I hope that answers your question, mate. Um, what have we got, Dave? What other ones have we got, mate? I know we're, we're going... Um, so let's have a look. Um, da, 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 da. So more 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 words of uh, koala. So we've got quite a lot of koalas. Another interesting one: trekking poles. Carrie Swetson has asked trekking poles. Yeah. Um, are question. they needed? What kind of budget would I be looking for? Um, yeah. I would say yes, they are needed. I'd become more and more and more of a convert of them. Um, I always definitely uh, have at least one with me. Yeah. Um, on very steep sections like the elephant's back, um, when you're going up Kilimanjaro um or maybe up Kalapatar, having two of yeah. them to be able to like bear down and, and carry some of your weight is really helpful um i also think going downhill particularly if you've got a knee like mine they um they really do help because you can extend them longer and put them out in front of you and it just lessens the impact um yeah. with regards to budget to be honest with you i normally spend like, i've got really expensive ones so i've got these carbon poles because I wanted them to last a long time because it yeah. doesn't make sense for me to buy cheap and buy often. So I bought expensive and I bought once um, and they're collapsible and they don't weigh anything. However, if you only need them for like one thing, you don't need to spend like 90 pounds on a set of poles. You know, I would be looking between sort of 20 and 50 pounds maybe for a set that'll be more than good. I bought some and when we did the, the Glencoe challenge and I paid yeah. about eight pounds 50 for these poles. And right there, yeah. uh, by the end of the 26 mile route, one of them was S shaped. <laughs> you know, so. I think it's because you were leaning on them so much with your feet were hurting you, Dave. Yeah, valid point. Yeah, there's more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be honest, it's, it's not only the poor But yeah, I would say looking between sort of 20 and 50 pounds for a bargain. Yeah. However, if you don't want to do that, you can pick them up for around 10 pounds in Kathmandu 
use them for the trip and then you know either gift them or take them home with you is, is entirely up to you um but yeah nice. but i am really happy with mine so i've got some lecky collapsible carbon poles that i'm super happy with it's quite but funny actually happy. with um john john literally said the same thing in his comment just below oh did he <laughs> He's uh, about you, that you had a pair of 90 pounds carbon ones. And then he actually had a thousand rupees, which is about eight quid, uh, yeah. eight pounds. And he bought, uh, he bought one in Kathmandu and they lasted well. Um, yeah. And he was happier with them. But yeah, they, they did. They did last well because with John, 99% of the time, they stayed strapped to his rucksack. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so they're not going to, they're not going to damage, you know, and uh, yeah. get damaged, stuff like that. So, yeah. Nice. Um, right, just going down. Let's have a little look. Uh, Jerome got another one. Um, do ever trackers get a wake up call uh, every morning in the tea houses? Yeah, you know what? Depends on the guide because some guides are really, uh, you know, sort of old school. Um, where some uh, you'll say, right, okay, we're meeting at half seven, guys, and they kind of leave it to you. You know, um, you know, so we're all adults. You know, get up early, get up on time, set the alarm. But some guides will. Morning, guys. You know, they they will knock on the door and uh you know give you a kick out of bed um especially if it's one like uh like if you've got a calipatar at 4 a.m yeah instead of banging the door because everyone's asleep they'll give you a quick nudge and say hey you know just to see if you if you if you're you know if you're ready to go um so yeah some do so some don't um you can ask to have one if you prefer um i know some guides have said you know let us know and and you tell them i can you give me a a nudge at this time and they'll come in you know they're Honestly, that that is they they'd love that just to kick you out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, or you can just room with Andy, and he's like five o'clock. Come on, Dave, let's go! Like you know, and then like, so uh, that that something like that. <laughs> or, or he'll or he'll come in at like like twelve o'clock at night, and you better go to sleep. You'll be like, Dave, have you seen the stars? Next thing you know, he's getting his camera equipment and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Dynamo. Um, also, I think joel palmer has said and lauren's yeah. put this through are dave's new glasses based on a hollywood movie star lauren has actually put an accompanying picture with this and it is wow. really tragic because it's almost one of those you know have you seen it like uh how it started how it's going sort of comparisons like this movie star is how it started and i am definitely the how it's going version um yeah. well thank you very much for the uh, movie star comments they're, they're not based on any movie star um they're based on deteriorating um eyesight <laughs> and uh, the, I have I have quite a, a big head, so these are like the only ones I could find that really fit. Looking but, good, mate. Uh, looking good. Yeah, yeah. They make me. I, I honestly, I think my IQ went up about three points as soon as I put them on. <laughs> oh, God. I, didn't, I didn't want to be the one to say it, but yeah, yeah. Um, you do look more intelligent, Dave. But um, <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, I think we've got an answer. I would okay. like to introduce you to Kumbu Koala, or we'll call him Kumbu. Uh-huh. Oh, nice Kumbu. Kumbu. I, I see what you did there. I like who came up with that. Uh, I just lots of votes for Kumbu. Mark, yeah, Mark Tallin came up. With, it's a good name, strong name that is. Yeah, um, yeah, one of our favourite regions, obviously. So yeah, yeah, I love that. Absolutely awesome. Um, someone's asked, was it? Is that Andrew? Um, off topic, uh, Andy, get a little snow on those peaks behind you. Yeah, well, normally there is. I will actually grab. <laughs> here it goes. Here it goes. <laughs> so, a bit of the snow. This snow does go on there, uh, wrong way, but uh, there we go. I can hold it up for you, Andrew. It actually came off earlier. I need to re-put that back on, but yeah, a little bit of uh, audio paneling, um, which is actually, this is all made out of plastic. I don't know if I mentioned before, but um, there's a company in New Zealand that basically all those, uh, you, you can picture those islands of plastic in the ocean, and they go out and they collect it all. 
and they recycle it into um, sustainable products. And one of them is audio panels. Yeah. Which is what these are. So yeah, they help us with regards to the audio paneling in the Yeti cave here. Um, yeah. So yeah, clearly bit fall off. Um, classic, isn't it? It fell off just for the live. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'll get it back on so there's snow on the mountains. So um, yeah, just Stephen Edwards, um, just yeah. clarifying. Um, so that's a level uh, five IQ now. So um, I think that's, <laughs> what, that's, an, that's an opti op optimistic, I would Ooh. say. But, uh, yeah, I'll take it. John as well, yeah. uh, saying that rather than a, a film star, I look like Brit Top. Um, so I don't know if any of you have seen the movie Snatch. Wow. <laughs> you know, so uh, probably more closer to Brick Top than the picture. Yeah. Uh, Lauren has included. I don't know who that actor is. Initially, I thought it was um, the guy from The Office. You know, but I don't he's think he's off. Um, no, he's, he's Captain America off the Avengers. Come on. I haven't seen the Avengers. Get out. I've only seen the first Iron Man. No, it's, uh, it's, it's one of my one of my Chris Evans. Yeah, of course, Lauren would know. Come on. We, yeah. All we need to do is ask Lauren. Um, and she would know and have a lunch. <laughs> exactly, yeah. that's what happened. Um, right, going through some questions. We've got, got a couple more. I know we, wow, we've been going 50 minutes already. Um, here we go. So, uh, just going through Andy. Andy Gallagher, Salawa Men's Mountain Trainer Light Mid GTX. Wow. Um, I've, you know, I've never used Salawa. I've heard good reviews on them. Um, but I've, Mountain Trainer Light, I'd, I'd like to see them and get a, do a bit of a review. I wouldn't like to say, yes, they'd be okay. Um, if they're GTX, it usually means that they've sort of got decent grip. So at least that's a good start. Um, if they're light, it's probably lightweight. If they're mid, it means they probably haven't got enough ankle support. So, you know, have a little look at that. Because when you're thinking about, um, as Dave mentioned earlier, having high ankle support, like me and Dave, we, we, we shout about it. Because you don't want to be rolling an ankle and your trip's over. I'd rather, you know, I know trainers are comfy. Um but if you can, have a boot. It'll protect you. You don't have to think about it. You've got backup, peace of mind. So I'd, um, yeah, maybe have a look at that, Andy. So I, I wouldn't like to say, yep, yeah, go for it. Um, I'll read into them a little bit. Um, and I can always get back to you, Andy, if that's okay. But just on those uh, those three things that I kind of mentioned that's in the name, gives me an idea that maybe they're a bit lightweight for it. But again, uh, you know, I've, I've seen people on the trek, haven't we? And they've got trainers and they trek to base camp and they trek back. You know, it's, well, it's down to you, I think. Shona's pretty informed. She says they, they just call them trainers, but they're actually boots. So um, I think they need to have a word with their marketing team about that. Another another new speech. <laughs> Stephen Edwards has docked me one one IQ point, so now I'm down to four because I've not seen Marvel. And uh, Marky V has uh, has also said Stephen Merchant, perhaps, you know, with the, with the glasses. Yeah, so, I can um, see that. I can see that. Ramona's still struggling with Section 7 of reports. Uh, Ramona, I think it's time you sacked that report off. It's going to be so <laughs> full of, like, you know, like this regulation, building regulation boots, this building regulation, yeah. such and such, sleeping bag, dame jacket. There's going to be a peppered <laughs> with little uh, trekking references. Brilliant. Um, Martin uh, McCollum, has anyone yep. tried trekking poles with the camera attachment on top to turn it yeah, into a question. monopod? Yeah, yeah. I've not seen it, but I'm sure, sure it's possible to do. Um, Andy, I think I'm going to throw that over to you. You're, yeah. you're a cameraman. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Now that with the attachments and things. Um, yeah, you know, I have seen it, actually. I've seen a few people with that attachment on there. It's, uh, it could be a bit clunky. So, you, you know, although it's on top of the, the actual trekking pole, you imagine you're using that. It, even with the GoPro 8 or the GoPro 9, uh, if it's got that kind of attachment on it, um, you know, it can be a bit clunky. That being said, if you're using it just to 
you know, hold a pole uh, as like, like you said, like a monopod and just somewhere to lean. I don't see an issue with that. If it was me, all you're looking for when you're taking a, you know, say a landscape um, is to a landscape photo. Sorry, Dave, I wonder where you went then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that lights are back on. Um, yeah, is that if you, you're looking for some stability, so rather than resting on a rock or, you know, someone's shoulder, um, yeah, having your own stability, I, I, I don't see any problem with that. Um, just that trekking poles are down there, so you have to sort of get down. If it's extendable, happy days. Um, yeah, so I hope that kind of answers. I, I give it a go. I, I think it sounds really good. Yeah, um, also, um, yeah, I, I, I personally wouldn't give it a go because I only use my phone as a camera. And last time I went to BBC, I took about eight pictures. But I never need to take pictures because I usually go with Andy and Andy takes a thousand pictures. And then I usually say, send me that and send me that and and then, uh, and then, and then, and then take credit for his work. Shona has actually said, is anyone else thinking an Evertrack night out in the pub would be a great idea? I think there's two Absolutely. things to that. One, I think she's only saying that because she knows I owe her two points, uh, at least for getting her name wrong um, for a whole year. Um, oh, yeah. Karen uh, has also chimed in because I think I owe her two points. Um, and Lee and Lee yeah Lee if you're here yeah dive in as well but <laughs> I am 100% let's take the show on the road and let's do a road show uh, <laughs> no, Tuesday yeah. tune in life you know what I think it uh, you know it is what it is the last 12 months isn't it it's been a bit nuts we did have um, some sort of things in mind that we that would have made that would have made that happen a lot quicker um, as soon as we can though we'll we'll be launching something I kind of don't want to talk about but it's it's kind of like our own a little festival, if you like, um, that we will be doing in the future. It's just a matter of time and logistically, um, you know, we're trying to work that out. But I, I certainly want to do it. And that'll be like an annual thing that we do where Evertrackers can uh, sort of catch up and, and, yeah, we can have a bit of social because, you know, if we're not on the trips, then, you know, we can do it in the UK. Um, yeah, so absolutely. Um, yeah, give us a pint of Guinness. We'll make sure there's Guinness there and, and happy days. But, <laughs> um Obviously, we have to do with the virtual stuff for now, but uh, you know. So we hope this is yeah. sort of passing the Mate, time a little bit. I think Evertrack Roadshow would be good. I even think. Do you remember? I think it was mainly done in the eighties and early nineties, where like radio shows would take their radio on the road, you know. So we can like pack a load of stuff in the van and and actually do a live show on the road. But um, oh, apparently oh, I touched up Karen's name last week. Um, honestly, oh. just take it as read that like a the Tuesday tune in at twelve thirty. Um, is 12.31 to 33 normally. <laughs> and, um, given the opportunity to get someone's name wrong, um, I will always get it wrong. <laughs> you know, there we go. So you get plenty of free beer off, Dave. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. is great from the, the beer finds. But um, right, a well, um, couple more questions. Lewis, Lewis Black, um, oh, she slept in. Slept in? What time is it for you? Um, is the jacket, you are oh, you ordered a Everton Jam jacket? Awesome. Cheers, Lewis. Uh, is it good for EBC? Yes. Um, the Everest, um, sorry, the jackets that we got made in Nepal are good enough for Everest Base Camp. Um, they're great jackets. We made sure they were good enough because they're the ones that are very similar to the ones we use uh, that, that our customers hire. So um, if there's people on here who have, who have hired jackets from us in Nepal, they'll know that they're that kind of similar sort of, uh, not, not quality because these are a little bit nicer, um, you know, in terms of the seams and things like that. Um, but in terms of the, the keeping you warm, they're on a similar sort of level. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for doing that, Lewis. Awesome. And um, I was just about to comment yeah. on uh, something then that I saw, but it's it's literally left my mind, Dan. Um, so I'm going to hand okay. it back over to you while I try and. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got a couple. I think um, one one thing I will say uh, was it Diana. Go back to you again. I know you've um, you put a comment around 
um, the Facebook group. And yeah, awesome to see, you know, super useful. And yeah, anyone who has any questions, you know, as you'll see here, uh, I know we're answering the questions, but you'll see a lot of your questions are answered in the comments by some of our ever trekkers and people who have been on our trips, people who are into high altitude trekking themselves. So, you know, they've, they've seen it as well. Um, and if you do have a question, do drop it in that group as well anytime because you'll get a response really quickly from several people. Uh, for instance, Diane wanted to know about uh, navigation as she put on there. Um, you know, and I've, I've seen, you know, loads of avid trackers say, oh, do this, go here, do that. Um, you know, about compass and map reading. And we wanted to uh, kind of talk about it a little bit today, but it, it's kind of maybe one we'll do in the future. Because although we, um, like me and Dave, you know, we, we know what we're doing when it comes to navigation, um, in terms of teaching you guys, I'd rather get a specialist in to, to do that. And, um, you know, there are navigation courses around, I think, there, um, which is very handy. You know, if you're doing your practice tracks and, you, you know, you're, you're in a, a remote area, you know, having your map and compass is priceless. We always do when we're out. Um, it's our bread and butter. And obviously with uh, the technology, because technology's come yeah. on now, you can use that and, you, and, and these as well. But there's nothing quite like the old school map and compass. And it's fun as well. You know, it's quite it's like, oh, yeah, you can see yeah. uh, the old school navigation is great. It um, is awesome. And yeah, I mean, before I sort of move on, uh, just to say that, um, you know, maybe in the future we'll look at potentially doing some sort of courses around that through the guys who do run our winter skills, which is Steve uh, Arain Hire, because, you know, that he again, he's the one who taught us. We'd rather you guys go to the specialist where you can learn all the skills because there's so much when it comes to navigation. It's not just map and compass, using every all your surroundings, you know, where you've come from, where you're going. Yeah. Remembering stuff consciously. Because you know it's like when you walk in sometimes you're walking and you don't remember where you've been. But part of the navigation that we were taught, you kind of remember where you've been and almost and it's like a movie. Almost watch it and then it, you can then find out where you are. It's kind of a bit easier from a navigational point of view. Just something yeah. that um Steve said. Uh, so yeah, if we do uh, if we do any of that, we'll definitely uh, push it out to you guys. But obviously, at the moment, uh, no trips are happening, unfortunately. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, just a second, what Andy said. I think in order to do map reading justice, you know, I think you have to do it in the field by someone that really knows what they're doing. Mm. Um, I mean, we the way we and Andy learned was we went up to Snowdonia and we had it perfect because there was a really misty day and we were right in there. And he, he literally they teach you so many different techniques and methods for finding your way um and stuff like that so yeah really good um a good question here from joel palmer he said what happened to the two wheel trip all i can say nate is stay tuned because <laughs> the two wheel trip is going to be huge um there's something really the <laughs> yeah it's not just the trip yeah we've got we've got something really really special um and, it, and it's this close you know um i think you know we're, we're almost close to kind of launching what what it is and when it does yeah. i think it'll be uh They'll be blown away. Anyone that likes, you know, riding a bike and, you know, spending time in the mountains, this is going to be um, an epic new whole other world. So, yeah, mm. awesome. Yeah, nice. Joel has actually asked as well around um, uh, going to Nepal, any medicines, you know, that are not allowed. You take ibuprofen and steroid spray for your polyps. Yeah, I know you're paying, mate. I'm waiting to have mine removed. Um, good old polyps, right? Uh, yeah, you can use them. Um, it's fine. I've taken ibuprofen, um, paracetamol, a lot of medicines. Uh, they're pretty good when going over there obviously don't take hundreds um you know they might sort of question it but any you know if you need it take it um you know when it comes to uh, any medication i take my asthma medication um i know people that have had other conditions you know heart conditions other medication they have to take i mean yeah take it don't 
don't let um don't leave that stuff at home because it'll uh especially with polyps i know what it's like yeah keep those uh keep those quiet um yeah. but right yeah well we come towards the end now because i know we're, we're over an hour already but um dave any any kind of final words before we finish mate um no, that's it. That's it. Uh, no immediate plans to go home and watch the Marvel movies, but um, <laughs> you know, I think, no, uh, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, it's been it's been a really good one. I think anytime we do, we we talk about Kit, I know it's going to be like an, a a long live and and that, and I think it's absolutely great. One thing yeah. I am sort of I'm getting the fizz in my stomach about this kind of like uh, meeting up with everyone and maybe taking over a campsite somewhere and having a bit of a party over a weekend. Yeah, um, I'm not going to forget that. So as soon as uh, COVID kind of allows us to. I think we need to arrange this and kind of meet up somewhere. Um, yeah, up in maybe up in St. David's and where we went um, before the before this lockdown happened, which was um, was one of the best weekends ever. I absolutely loved it up there. It was great. Yeah, and, it's, it's yeah good, to have, good to have that time away, isn't it? And I know we're all craving that right now. Uh, any adventure, you know. And as we've said the last few weeks, <clears throat> you know, we are coming. You can see the light. Um, you know, we're we're coming towards the end of all this, uh, or at least the 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 end part of it um you know fingers crossed um but yeah just a couple of questions before we go because I, I i don't want to kind of leave them unanswered Stephen edwards two-day mountain course plaza brennan is that okay yep great area plaza brennan um i know sort of roughly where it is um but it's in a really good area there and I, i've sort of looked at their website and what they do um yeah they look like a really good team up there um i say there's, there's a lot of companies that do kind of mountain skills and things like that um but yeah plaza brennan is is, is one of the best in, in north wales um, but yeah, guys, we'll uh, love you, leave you. Have fun. Have an awesome week. Keep positive. Keep motivated. If you're running, um, don't get up at 6.30 because it hurts. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. And uh, yeah, we'll be in touch soon. And we'll, uh, yeah, we'll catch you next Tuesday. Awesome. Take care. Bye. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in? But I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> 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 thanks mate thanks now if, uh, if you've enjoyed it don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast um, you know all these uh, podcasts we put together the episodes trying to reach as many people as possible and if it's helped you leave us a lovely review um, and yeah we'll see you again next week yeah all the best guys bye <laughs>